and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Greater Than Podcast. And listen, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. All right, let me stop this up. It's just the two of us on this one. Oh, let's go, man. We've had such a great time on the podcast, some great guests, and some more is right around the corner. We did a poll recently on my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at I am Elijah Merle. Uh, we did a poll, and we asked uh, you guys, what do you want? Do you want more guests? Do you want just a solo with you and me? And, and it was 50-50. So listen, literally 50-50 on the poll, and that's pretty impressive. So hey, a steady diet of both it is. All right. Today, oh my goodness. We're going to talk about meditating on the Word of God. Meditating on the Word of God. And I'm excited about it. Uh, This is what will change your life and bring you up to a higher level. Father God, we thank you so much for your Word. We thank you for this time. Uh, You said in your Word where two or three gathered together, you're there in the midst. And so we thank you. Now you dwell among us by uh, the gathering. And we thank you, Father, for your Word. Divine concepts and ideas. Things we haven't seen before by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, we say our ears are open, our eyes are open, our hearts are receptive to understand more of the wonderful things that Jesus has already done and already provided for us in grace. Amen. All right, I'm excited. You Obviously, we're going to start in Joshua chapter 1. It's been a while since I sat down right here and recorded a podcast by myself, man. It's been a little while. We just had some great guest after guest after guest. What about that podcast with uh, Elder Ken Blunt, man? I tell you, I enjoyed that one. That was an honor. Reverend Jim Hockaday before that. Pastor Jordan uh, Gash, man, don't sleep on that podcast, Mixing, mixing Faith with the Word. It was amazing. Uh, well, who else did we have? We had Reverend Tony Cook to start us off in this season, this new season of the Greater Than Podcast. Man, oh, man, uh, we talked about the Brownsville Revival. Oh, there's just been so many great uh, podcasts and episodes And I'm just so thrilled with what the Lord's been able to do. And uh, I know that there's more, but thank you guys for making the podcast what it is. I encourage you, if you haven't on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Uh, Let let us know uh, how you feel about the podcast and uh, what's going on there. Uh, Oh, yeah, some some housekeeping. Frankie, who has edited the podcast for so many, you know, since the beginning, so many of the podcasts were edited by Frankie. Uh, He he is uh, left and we parted ways. You know, there's no beef. There's no, you know what I'm saying? This isn't... uh, um, east versus west you know this isn't uh who what, what was that the source awards there's no there's no there's no source awards going on here man there's no beef you know uh we are we are good we love each other uh, it's just that time it's a time and season where we have separated so but i want to honor frankie and all the amazing things that he brought to the greater than podcast man so thankful for him uh but he has left and transitioned on and uh, we're but we're still kicking. We're still here and we're thankful for God uh, using Frankie in the way that he did. I love Frankie with all my heart. Good man. Uh, man, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'm reminded of the story, man. I got to tell it. We saw Avengers Endgame together and uh, spoilers for Avengers Endgame. But if you haven't seen it by now, then you're obviously not going to see it. Um, the scene where Cap uh, picks up um, Mjolnir 
Now, for those who are uneducated, those who are uninitiated, that is uh, Thor's hammer. When uh, Cap picks up Thor's hammer and he come and it comes to him, uh, as soon as it hit Cap's hand, I literally I was in the theater with Frankie. I literally got out of my chair and I ran around the theater a little bit, just a little bit, not too much. It, it, it wasn't camp meeting, you know. It wasn't quite camp meeting, uh, but but we did. We had to do a run around a little bit, man. Uh, I tell you what, just great memories with Frankie. We saw some other movies together too. Uh, I tell you, that's how you know I really like you if I if I if I watch a movie with you. And if I also too, if I pay for the ticket, you know I really like you with with how movie theaters be. But anyway, I, I totally got off subject. Let's get back into spirit, man. But all that to say, love you, Frankie. Thank you for everything you brought to this podcast, man. This is my first time being able to acknowledge uh, the uh, Frankie leaving, and I just want to honor him. Uh, what an amazing man! All right, Joshua one, starting in verse six. Be strong, and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do uh, according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, watch him now, but you shall meditate, there it is, in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, somebody say then, for then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. You know, a lot of times we ask God to 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 uh, make our way prosperous, but he said you're supposed to make your way. Well, man, I tell you, I, did, I, I haven't even been, I just, I'm just reading the, the text, man. This is the text for the whole podcast and I'm already saying something unpopular. Oh, I love it. Have I not commanded you, he goes on to say, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When he says you shall meditate, that's the focus here. Meditate in the Hebrew means to mutter, to, to, to speak under your breath also, but it also means to speak out loud as well. Meditation is key. And we're going to get into some of these things. Um, let me see here. Let me look at my notes real quick. You know, I have a verse that I want to go to, but I'm going to do that a little bit later. Let's go instead uh, to Genesis 24, verse 63. If you have your Bible, uh, of course, a lot of you guys will be driving. Uh, maybe you're uh, driving back home from work. Man, I hope you had a good day at work today. Uh, maybe you're driving with the kiddos. I hope the kids are good. This is an episode that they can listen to. Some, some of them, you know, the kids can't listen to. But anyway, uh, however, uh, wherever you find yourself, thank you so much once again for clicking play on the podcast. And by all means, like I said, leave us that review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us, helps the podcast get out further. Now let's go to Genesis 24 and 63. And unless you're driving, then like I said, don't do that. <laughs> that's going to be, that, that's not going to be good. Uh, Genesis 24 and 63. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field. This is the first time the word meditate is used in your Bible. Genesis 24, 63. Isaac's mother has just died, Sarah. You know, Isaac, of course, is Abraham and Sarah's child, the promised child. Sarah had just died, his mother, and he went out to meditate in the field in the evening. He was meditating. Some uh, uh, scholars believe that he was in the midst of grieving and, and he was meditating uh, to process life, to process what was going on. Have you ever been in that situation? Maybe you had a loved one that, that passed away. Maybe you, you, you had something go awry in your life. The Bible says here that something good to do when someone, a loved one has gone on, 
is to meditate, to process. Even God takes out time in his word when he first uses the word meditate, something that we're supposed to do constantly. The first time it comes up is in response to a loved one's death. He meditated in the field in the evening and he lifted up his eyes and he looked. He lifted up his eyes and looked. He lifted up his eyes and looked. And there the camels were coming. Then Rebecca, which would go on to be his wife, lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. She said to the servant, who's the man walking uh, in the field to meet us? And the servant said, it's my master. The man that she's talking to is the man that Abraham sent to go and uh, fetch Isaac's wife. What a job. I tell you, I won't even go into that. There's so many jokes there, but we'll, we'll keep going. The servant says, my master, she took a veil and covered herself. Uh, and the servant took Isaac, uh, told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into, well, this is right here is one of those verses that like, it's kind of awkward to me, babe. Listen to this. Then Isaac brought her, Rebecca, into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebecca and she became his wife. Now when say he took Rebecca, you know, you know, you know what I mean? But see, this, this is what kind of, this is what kind of, uh, this kind of sus, man. She, Isaac brought her into his mother's Sarah's tent. This is the Bible, man. I read, I'm, I'm quoting scripture. And he took Rebecca and she became his wife. Now, you know, back in them days, how you became, well, never mind. And, you know, and he loved her. Watch this, though. though. I love this. I love the Bible. The Bible's so cool. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. I, listen, I bet so. I bet you he was comforted. I'll tell you, Isaac, I, I, he's feeling better now. All right, here he was in the midst of grieving the death of his mother, but he was meditating. Now, he's, he's legitimately, we're making jokes, we're laughing, we're having a good time, but let's get serious here for a moment. He was in the, in the midst of grieving the death of his mother, and he was meditating and waiting, and that's when God brought Rebecca to him. I'm telling you, there's this uncanny thing about when tragedy strikes, how God brings comfort. Like I said, we laughed earlier. We had us a good laugh, but there's something about when a death of a loved one happens, how God brings comfort. Most Bible scholars consider him to be prayerfully, like I said earlier, processing life with God during the time that he sees Rebecca. Now let's get back in the spirit. Like I said earlier, Genesis, uh, we were in Genesis. Now we're going to go to Romans 8 and verse 5. And it reads, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on. Somebody say set their minds on. They set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, they set their mind on the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is, is enmity against God for it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot or who, though, we could read, we could readily read it like this. Those who are minded on the things of the flesh cannot please God. What are we minded on? What are we? Uh, Colossians said, set your affection or set your mind on things above. What are we minded on? Well, what's in our mind? What's in the forefront of our mind? Golly, this is pretty good stuff already. 
when we meditate, I want to talk about what happens. Uh, three points, as I normally like to do. Uh, point number one, when we meditate, we become like a tree. Uh, the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters. Well, well, that has to do with the Spirit of God, which spreads out its roots by the river. And it will not fear. Watch this when heat comes. Heat's going to come. The heat of difficulty will come. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. Watch this. Nor will it cease from yielding fruit. Ladies and gentlemen, in a year of drought, that for us who are born again, us who belong to God in the world, it's a year of drought. But to us, we're still yielding fruit. To us, it's a year of harvest. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. Man, I could give you testimony after testimony of people who've been reaping in this season. It's reaping season. It's harvest time. The days are short. That's another podcast. Uh, two, there are two threats to a, to a tree, uh, and that's heat and drought. But the leaf, he says, remains green and continues to produce fruit. What's the secret? The, the root is in, con, is in constant contact with the river. How do you and I tap into this? Listen, let me, let me read that again. There are two threats to a tree. It's heat and drought. But the leaf remains green and continues to produce fruit. And what is the secret? In the midst of this heat and drought, you're still producing fruit. What's the secret? The roots are in constant contact with the river. How do you and I tap into that? How do we tap into this? Even in the midst of, of heat and drought, how do we tap into this river so that, we're continue, that we continue to produce fruit? Well, Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And watch him now. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Watch what happens. Watch what happens as a response to him meditating day and night. When it says meditating day and night, it literally means meditating by day and meditating by night. It's just like this. It's, it's a constant thing. You're constantly doing this. Watch what he does. He shall be like a tree, but not just a tree. Here it is planted by the rivers of water. Doesn't that just sound like what we read in, in Jeremiah 17? How do we get to this place where even in the midst of drought and in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of everything going on in our lives, that we're still at a place where we're producing fruit? How do we get there? It's by meditating. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Fruit is the excess of sharing life with Jesus. Fruit is this, uh, it's, it's, it's meditation on the word that produces this fruit. Listen, we study the word to be intelligent Christians. We study the word uh, to show ourselves approved. That's what Paul said to Timothy, right? We, mem we memorize the word to become skillful Christians. Uh, we want to be skillful with it. We want to remember. But we meditate on the word. Watch them now to be fruitful Christians. Let me say that again. We study the word to be intelligent Christians. We memorize the word to be skillful Christians, but we meditate on the word to be fruitful Christians. We talked about in the podcast about mixing faith with the word. You know, this idea of meditation, uh, one word is, 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 is like a cow chewing the cud. 
it's, it's di- it has to do with digesting something. A cow takes his time as he's eating. If you're into farming, you know this better than I do. Uh, they take their time and, and they, they, they mull it over, they chew it over for the digestive purposes. And I won't even get into more. I can get into more detail, but it kind of gets gross. So we'll just leave it right there. But like I said, if you're into farming, then you can explain it even better than I could. Uh, but he says, watch this. We talked about mixing faith with the word not too long ago with Pastor Jordan. I want to revisit that verse really quickly. Uh, the, indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Uh, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Um, when it says mixed with faith, it's, it, it's a picture of mixing things in the stomach as well. Meat or drink. Uh, if food is properly digested, it contributes to the life and health of the physical frame. But if not, it is the means of disease and death. If the food isn't your mom, I can hear you. You can hear your mom and daddy now, can't you? Chew your food, baby. Uh, it, the means, if you don't chew it, if it's not properly digested, what was meant to give you life will ultimately end up in disease and death. But is it the food's fault? Oh, that's good. That's not even in my notes. Is it the food's fault or is it the fault of a person who didn't properly digest it? Oh, man. So it is. So it is in the spirit. If we properly receive or let me say it like this, digest the word of God. If we properly digest the word of God, it gives life and support. The only way to properly do this, ladies and gentlemen, is through meditating. That's what enables us to properly digest. Point number two, the imagination station. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Adventures in Odyssey. Uh, Psalms 2 and verse 1 says this about meditation. Why do the heathen rage and the people, watch me now, imagine a vain thing? That's the same Hebrew word as meditate. Uh, Proverbs 4, I'm going to go off, it will seem like on a side journey, but it's all connected. We're 17, we're over 17 minutes in, about 18 minutes in. Uh, we're going to have some fun, though. It's been a while since it's been just the two of us. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it again. But Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Watch this part. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Watch, he said, don't let them depart from your eyes. And in doing so, you keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, my words, are life to those who find them. My words are life to everybody. No, that's not what he said. He said, my words are life to those who find them. And health, or the margin of your Bible, will say medicine to all their flesh. Watch what he says here. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it, out of your heart, spring the issues of life. Hebrews 4 and verse 11 says, uh, let us therefore be diligent to enter into the rest. I want to tell you, well, here, here, let me read it. Let me read it to you first. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disbelief, you know, there's, or disobedience, you know, there's, there's examples of obedience and there's examples of disobedience in the Bible. No, yeah, Elijah, I knew that. Okay, cool. I was just making sure. He goes on to say, for the word of God is living. In, in other words, everything in the Bible is not an example of what to do. I'm just going to leave that there. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, watch this, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Why do I bring this up? He says that keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart springs the issues of life. Um, <clears throat> your heart, excuse me, there is not your spirit. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma, whereas the Greek word for heart is cardia. Is where we get our word cardiac. Um, it's not the same. Your heart is right at the center of where your spirit and your soul meet. And it's more important to understand how your heart works in terms of what the Bible reveals to us rather than where it is. Because like, well, where exactly is this heart that we see in the Bible? Uh, how it works is more important. Uh, he says here that the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Uh, this has to do. You know, we're a triune being, spirit, soul, and body. You have a spirit. You, excuse me. You, you, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a physical body, correct? All right, cool. Now, the, your soul has to do with your mind, your will, and your emotions. Uh, he says, and also this is where your heart, I like to say it like this. Your, your heart is, the, is like a, your your body is the house, right? Okay, so let's establish that one more time. The body is the house that your spirit is currently living in, right? Spirit and soul live in. But let me say, let me get even deeper and, and even deeper into some things. Your heart is like a house. And, you ha and in this house, there are two roommates, your soul and your spirit. You guys hang out in a place called the heart. That's where you hang out. That's where you live. All right. Now, like I said, it's more important how the heart works than locating like that's just an analogy I use. Right. Maybe it's, it may not be the best. Right. But that's just how it helps me to understand it. Your heart's not your spirit. No, it's, no, your heart is just it's the center. It's it's like the heart of a watermelon. Right. It's, it's that it's that core. It's the core part of you. And here's what he says about the heart, what the word of God does. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Genesis 5, 6, 5 says this, Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts, the intent, isn't that what we just read? Oh, I love how, the, listen, well, I'll, I'll tell you that later. That every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. Watch what it says in the old King James, though. That was the new King James. This is the old King James. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. God links imagination with the heart. Watch me now. The way God imparts faith to us is by giving us a faith picture. Long before man did acts of wickedness, watch this, they had the wicked imaginations in their hearts first. They had wicked pictures and images in their hearts first. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You and I become what we behold but let me say it like this you and i become what we constantly and continually imagine i'm pausing for effect 
Let's look at an idea of when God gives people pictures to help them fulfill their calling. Faith pictures for their imagination to kick in, to meditate on. That's what meditation is. Meditation, meditation's demonstration is imagination. (laughs) See, if you won't uh, take out time to imagine, I'm not talking about imagine dragons. I'm talking about if you will take out time to imagine and to get faith pictures and see yourself. I'm telling you, when you and I take out time to imagine, when you and I take out time to look in the, the mirror of the word of God, that's what James calls it. James calls it the mirror of the word. When we take out time to look in the mirror of the word and be changed, and that only happens by beholding. That only happens by imagining. Uh, Jeremiah one seventeen. Jeremiah is a young prophet. He's a he's a teenager, and God's telling him, "Listen, I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to operate in this calling as a prophet." Jeremiah one, starting verse seventeen. Therefore, prepare yourself. Oh, that's a, that's another podcast in and of itself. And arise and speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed before their faces, lest I dismay you before them. For behold, he's look here. Here comes the imagination. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city, and an iron pillar, and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, and against the people of the land. All these individuals who are influenced by the enemy at this current time. Watch him now. He says, behold, I have made you this day a fortified city. Ooh. And he said, I want, I'm going to give you a faith picture. Well, Abraham, he's a perfect example of this. Obviously he is. Genesis 13, 14 through 17. The Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him. Uh, he said, he said this after Lot separated from him. That's another podcast. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Northward, southward, eastward, westward. And for all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I'll make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, excuse me there, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its, and its width. For I will give it to you. Walk, walk through this land, through, the, through this length. I, I want you to walk through it. I want you to see yourself owning this land it's the imagination listen ladies and gentlemen whether you realize it or not the bible is a picture book the bible is a picture book we tend to dissect it and analyze it these are all good things but it can become so micro that we miss out on seeing the forest for the trees Uh, god gave abraham a faith picture right as much dust as listen, there's a lot of dust in Israel. And everyone that Abraham every time, every time Abraham looked down on the ground, he could imagine that dust as children all calling out to him. Before he even had one child, watch this, he could see all of them. <laughs> this is the power of med I'm telling you, when you and I take out time to meditate on by his stripes, I hear, well, Elijah, I don't feel healed. Imagine. Well, who's that? Didn't Bane tell Batman? Well, you have to, you have to imagine. You have to imagine the fire. Imagine yourself healed. See yourself 
prosperous. See yourself whole. See yourself with the business. See yourself with the book. See yourself how God sees you. Righteous, made righteous, justified. Just if you had never sinned. Just if I had never sinned. See yourself that way. Imagine it. And I'm telling you what, your imagination, oh my goodness, your imagination, how do I, how do I want to say this, Lord? Well, it's the imagination station is what it is. In, in Adventures in Odyssey, th- this gadget that was kind of, it was based on um, uh, some something in Star Trek. I didn't really get into it. I'm not a Trekkie, but it was based on some things in Star Trek. And in the imagination station, you got in this imagination station, man, it took you right. It took you right to this place in history. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, my goodness. When you and I imagine, when you and I focus on the word of God, when you and I focus on the word, what the word says, and we imagine ourselves walking in it, we imagine ourselves seeing it, we imagine ourselves holding, we imagine ourselves being, <laughs> that will translate you to that point. It's the imagination station. It'll get you there. Uh, Ephesians 1 says this, that the eyes of your understanding, watch me now, being enlightened, the, that you may know. That is an experiential knowledge that he's talking about. Uh, that you may know. Uh, when he says enlightened, that is the Greek word, vozitso. It's where we get the word well, let me say it again. Vofozitso. Do you hear anything in that that kind of sounds like a word we use? Vofozitso. Uh, I'll say it one more time. Vofozitso. Uh, that is where we get our word photograph. I want the eyes of your understanding, Paul says, to be flooded by the light of the faith pictures. Ooh! The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know an experiential knowledge. What is the hope of his calling? I, listen, here's what he's saying. I want your eyes to be flooded with pictures. I want you to see it. This is what imagination, this is what meditation, meditation and imagination is the, is meditation and imagination lead to illumination. Oh, man, listen, how, how far can we go with this, man? No, no, just kidding. It leads, it all has to do with illumination. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And the, oh, man, this is good stuff. The eyes of your understanding are flooded with the light of faith. It's flooded with the light of the faith pictures that are in God's word. Listen, by the way, if you don't like what you see in your life, change your imaginations. What have you been imagining lately? Second Corinthians 10, four through five says this. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity. Watch this. Every thought, thought. Heart, let me say it like this, heart, thoughts, imagination. They're always together. Your heart is where the imagination takes place. 
keep that in mind as we begin to wrap this up. Point number three, when we meditate, Point number two, when we meditate, we, we enter the imagination station. I'm telling you what, when you and I meditate on the word of God, this meditation that this meditation that causes imagination, that brings us to illumination, when we get into this place, man, the understanding is unlocked and it produces in us the believing heart. And I tell you what, when the believing heart, well, let's, let's read verses. I, I'm not, I can't preach. I got to let you go. Uh, Psalms 119.97 says this, Oh, how I love your law. Is my meditation all day. I can hear Brother Moore, my spiritual father now, quicken down me. Okay, let, let's, let's get going. How uh, love I your law. It's my meditation all day. You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. So that for they are ever with me. I have more understanding, there's understanding, than my teachers. Watch this. Why, 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 David? Why do you have more understanding than your teachers? Because your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. You can understand more. You who are younger, you can understand more than people who are ancient. Because you meditated on the word. Not because you're better than anybody. Watch this. Not because you got more experience than they do. No, no, no. But because you simply set the word of God as your uh, meditation and you keep his precepts. Second Timothy 3, 14 through 15 says this, but you must continue. That has to, that kind of, that's, uh, that's wordage that would have to do with meditation. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of and be and been, excuse me, assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Watch this. And that from childhood, Paul's talking to Timothy, from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 4, 13 says, I believed, therefore have I spoken. Talking about us who have this same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed then I spoke. What happened first? He believed first, and then he said something. Psalms 39, verse 1. We're wrapping it up. Psalms 39, verse 1. Uh, David said, I said I would guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good. He said, I didn't even say something that was good. I didn't say anything. And my sorrow was stored up. Watch this part. Watch this part. My heart, my heart, my what? My heart. My heart was hot within me while I was what? Meditating. It says musing in the New King James, but that, that word is meditating. Watch this. The fire burned. He says, while I was meditating, the fire burned. What is the fire representative of? It's representative of the spirit of God. But also Jeremiah 20 verse 9 says this. His word was in my heart. In where? In the heart. Like a burning fire shut up in my bones. So you can say it like this. While I was meditating, the fire of the word of God began to burn. Then... I spoke with my tongue. The complete Jewish says it like this. My heart grew hot within me. Wherefore, I thought of it when I thought of it, when I meditated it, the fire burned. Then I let my tongue speak. He said, I didn't even say anything good. I was just I was just musing. 
<laughs> I was just meditating. I was just thinking about the word. I was just thinking about what God said. I knew the enemy, the enemy was, was there. The enemies were there. The wicked were before me. I muzzled my mouth. I didn't even say anything. I just continued musing. I continued meditating. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your answer. Uh, you continue meditating and meditating and meditating. Sometimes you don't even need to say anything. You just need to meditate and meditate on the word of God and let that word of God burn in you, get so real in you. Imagine yourself imagine yourself walking in the fullness of what grace has provided you imagine yourself healed you imagine yourself as the head and not the tail then <laughs> speak with your mouth listen your vegetation is the result of your meditation I'm telling you, we're gonna keep this. Uh, we're gonna keep this rhyme pattern going with imagination. Your, your, your vegetation uh, is the result of your med your meditation. I got tripped up there that second time. Jesus said, "If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will, and it'll be done for you." Well, you know what meditating is? Is abiding. It's abiding in the word of God and, and the fruit will, will come. Jesus said that you either make the tree good and its fruit good or else you make the tree bad and the fruit bad. The tree is known by its fruit. The, the what? The tree. How are you and I, how are we trees? Remember what we said earlier now. How are you and I trees planted by the rivers of water? How does that come about? Because we meditate. Your vegetation is the result of your meditation. Let me end it with this. 1 Timothy 4, 14 through 16. Do not neglect the gift that's within you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, and in so doing you will both save that word save is he's not talking about salvation the gift of salvation that comes uh when you believe in your heart confess with your mouth that jesus is lord he's not talking about that necessarily getting saved and born again he's not talking about that because timothy has already received that gift what is he talking about with the word save it's sozo it has to do with being delivered it has to do with being healed so let's read it like that meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them then your progress will be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. You can, you can say meditate in them. And in so doing, you'll experience deliverance, healing, protection, both yourself and those who hear you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what are, you, what are you meditating on? When you meditate on these things and when you give yourself entirely to them, that's when your progress becomes evident. Your meditation is your your meditation is supposed to birth imagination, and that imagination leads to illumination. The eyes of your understanding become enlightened to who you are in Christ. What are you looking at? What are you meditating on? That's the question that we must ask. Father God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for your word. I thank you for everybody taking out time to listen to the podcast today. I believe and trust that they receive something good from your spirit. We say we will meditate on your word. We will imagine ourselves and see ourselves how you see us. And as we meditate 
Oh, our meditation will lead us to imagination and that imagination will lead to illumination. And we give you praise for this in Jesus name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as you look into the mirror of the word, you become changed into that exact same image from one degree of glory to another. I love each and every one of you so much. My name is Elijah Merle, and this is a big subject. We may, we're, there's no may about it. We will come back and revisit it at some point. Uh, I love you so much. This was just meant to whet your appetite. My name is Elijah Merle. Don't ever forget this one now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.